Here's a message from today's episode's sponsor. Pharmacists need to operate at the top of their license. Is that a challenge or goal your specialty pharmacy is committed to? Providing pharmacists with the data to support patients in a timely manner that improves adherence and persistence is a core service of Spencer Health Solutions. Spencer, our in-home medication management smart hub, provides patients with a simple solution to medication management and ongoing engagement. Our partner pharmacies receive patient data in near real time to support their clinical outreach, including telehealth access. If your specialty pharmacy group is ready to learn about available programs utilizing Spencer to serve patients in clinical trials or commercial pharma programs, visit spencerhealthsolutions.com forward slash partners and connect with us. Spencer Health Solutions, the future of patient engagement from the home. listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Welcome to This Week in Pharmacy. My name is Todd Yuri, founder of the Pharmacy Podcast Network. And it is a party today in the studio. This is the first time that we actually get to have a little party in celebration of the profession of pharmacy. Whoa. I'm telling you, I want to introduce some of my uh, team members today. Number one, Sean Naren. He is Give it up, give it up. He is a pharmacist rock star here in the great <laughs> city of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and the one and only and Pharmacy 50. That's right. 50 Top 50. Influential Top pharmacist. Big hitter. Right. Big like, hitter. Where's Representing where's the 412. I want to press the right button. Oh, that's not it. There we go. The show already shit the bed. We've been on for two minutes. You shit the bed on the show. You're hitting the wrong buttons over there. I know, but. I'm just, I'm new at it and we're, see, I need to get this camera over so we can get a little bit of everybody. There we go. Everybody. You need to get bigger everybody. straws too, because my drink is down here and I have to go pick it up every time. But if we're, the straw went from the partying. table all the way to my mouth, I wouldn't have to move. We're partying here. Innovator. This yeah. is the, this is the innovation podcast innovation show. That's right. Representing the U.S. Farming. If you don't have your shirt, for God's sakes, go to usfarmy.com and buy a shirt, for goodness sakes. You guys make all kinds of money. I know you do as pharmacists out there. You can afford a shirt. Yeah, they're nice, too. Good quality shirt there, Todd. Thank Order you. your shirt. Um, anyway, U.S. The Farmy, Podfather. if you don't know, it's about supporting our veterans, and eventually I want to build enough programs for pharmacists out there who are concentrating on psychotropic medication and PTSD. We want to talk about how pharmacists can impact the lives of our veterans. And that's the whole purpose of the show. I want to go first to Sean. Introduce yourself. Tell our listeners a little bit about who is Sean Naren. That's a pretty deep question, but I'll stick to the basics, Todd. Now, I have a, a pharmacy in Carnegie, Acor Pharmacy. We specialize in the uh, long-term care at home space, taking care of people around uh, Western Pennsylvania. Uh, I've known Todd for a long time, been involved in pharmacy politically, uh, had some retail stores in my day, um, you know, just trying to further the profession. And that's why we jump on Todd's bandwagon because he's a bus driver that's going to take us somewhere. Well, I want to tell a story, um, quick story. 
So I met Sean when he was running hometown pharmacies out of the Greens, uh, Green Tree, Pittsburgh area. And I had just bought a car wash because I was trying to level up my my income and maybe to diversify because at the time I was in pharmacy technology. And at this time, I didn't even start the pharmacy podcast. Pharmacy podcast didn't come until 2009. So this is pre-2009, which means that we've known each other longer than you probably realize. That is, that's what's back to your pharmacy GPO days, I exactly. mean, at least, right? That's somewhere yeah, in that time frame as well. software days. Free, well, Where well, we had soft writers. Writer. Writer. Soft writers, By yeah. the way, shout out to soft writers. Coming back to um, the pharmacy podcast. We're going to have right. a series. I know. I'm excited about that. So anyway, that's where I started. That was like the beginning. It's in your heyday, my, baby. It is. That's I love it. Setting the world on fire. All right. So then you and I meet when you're running that operation, and then you have this crazy idea to build a specific organization that focused on home care with those flavors of long-term care management, packaging, and of course, follow-up services, what you're doing. Tell our listeners about like the vision of Acorx. Yeah, so it was born from exactly like you said. I was involved in some retail pharmacies. I was involved in some uh, long-term care pharmacies. And I think it was just the sort of aha moment of um, you know, there's people living at home, there's not enough nursing homes, the aging population is aging faster than we're going to find homes for, it's too expensive to keep people. So if you don't need facility level care, it's a lot less expensive if you can do it at home. So it was just like this literally, literally this natural, you know, instant aha moment that was like, there's an opportunity here. And, and sure enough, you know, we jumped in, my team was like, I said, head to my team, how do we do this? They all, everybody had ideas, everybody pitched in. So we started doing this uh, home-based compliance packaging out of some retail stores. And then at one point or another, we realized, hey, this is a beast. Let's fold it into its own store. And we did. And then that's where, uh, you know, we're at Acor today, down in Carnegie. So down in Carnegie and that. I'm proud of you because I, I know that how hard it was to transition from where you were to where you're taking it. I know that there are services that are necessary for seniors to be able to live in very freedom-oriented environment that they're almost skilled nursing, but not quite skilled nursing, where they still have mobility. You're encouraging mobility as a pharmacist. And if you think of what ACOR is, is beginning to build and with the influx of baby boomers, which we're going to have, we're not even at the by the way, guys, we're not even at the pinnacle yet. We're like, we're not at the heightened point right. from a population perspective. So we got a little while. So that's going to explode. So now we have community pharmacists like Sean's models that are you're, you're catering to long-term care type uh, needs and services that are happening in these facilities. But you're keeping people at home, which is less expensive. And now you start employing technology like um, uh, Spencer Health which is why I want to talk to um, Mr. Antipas, Dr. Antipas. So Paragon 360 comes aboard from a concept of what? That's question number one. Question number two, I want you to talk about the technology that you're employing in order to do more remote patient monitoring, disease state management, uh, monitoring, data collection. Talk to our um, to our listeners this week in pharmacy. This is Dr. Um, Chris Antipas, Phar pharmacist, 50 most influential leaders and innovators. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> you won, so I'm proud of you. Yeah, appreciate it. So, yeah, a little bit about what I've got going on. I wear I wear a few different hats over the course of a, of a day and a week. So I've got 
Asti's South Hills Pharmacy, high volume retail pharmacy. I've got a closed door long-term care pharmacy where we're doing skilled nursing, personal care. We're doing some medical at home and uh, really zeroing in, collaborating with Sean in, in a few different ways in that regard. I've got the 340B pharmacy located in a clinic and that rounds out my Asti's pharmacy gig. <clears throat> I have to give a shout out to my team there because I couldn't do any of that on my own. I've got yep. my partners, Dan and Jen Asti, my father, Gabe, Antipas, and and a couple team members, Samantha, Pizzarella, Amy Wilhelm. They they just they make they give me the opportunity to look like I, I'm on the top fifty list because of them, really. Mm -hmm. uh, but then as you pointed out, we've got Paragon Pharmacy part of Paragon Health, which is a, a specialty pharmacy that I started 2016, focusing on really trying to compete in the specialty pharmacy space. So 50 state license, dual accredited specialty pharmacy. And then about a year and a half ago, tried to level up our own business in, in this digital health space, where we recognize that, you know, the world around us is advancing in technology and capabilities. And pharmacy is... For, for lack of you know a better way to put it, they're essentially in the stone ages. We're still doing things the same way we were doing it 20 years faxing. ago. We're still faxing. Isn't that wild? We're still faxing. And uh, so recognizing there's an opportunity to intersect pharmacy and technology and digital, uh, that was really the, the birth of Paragon, where we brought our company together with a uh, really a technology-focused company in the, in the nutritional space. Paragon was born, and now we are... I mean, I would, I would welcome challenges to this, but a leading, the leader in digital pharmacy, um, making some partnerships. So we at Paragon have our own technology. We have some devices that we have IP on that we've manufactured and we're putting in patients' homes to monitor oral medications, uh, using adherence packaging, monitor injectables and inhalers, inhaled medications. And also we're partnering with other companies that have other devices and bringing them into our dashboard where clinicians, that could be our pharmacists or nurses or the provider or you name it has access to this dashboard where patients can, where, where the clinical team can help support a patient's medication adherence, but also monitoring their blood pressure, monitoring right. their weight or otherwise. And that's really where the partnership, you know, we, we uh, are collaborating with, you know, a company like Spencer that has been focusing on digital health, but bringing that into our ecosystem at Paragon, uh, we've got some exciting things ahead of us, but it's really, you know, it's high time for pharmacy to get into this space, get into digital, do things differently, uh, provide better care for patients. And, you know, I think the rest of the healthcare system is is really eager to see what what pharmacy can do. And um, they're, they're looking forward to the benefits that it offers. I agree. I, I do want to give a shout out to um, Mr. Tom Rhodes. Um, I've known Tom since his Parada days where he led Parada to a whole nother level in um, in management of, of specific conditions, disease states, settings uh, with automation, and then putting together a team with a, at Spencer Health to, in, to put technology dispensing cartridges and technology uh, through strip packaging into the homes of um, patients across the nation that now can be used as clinical trials, can be used as follow-up for uh, specific therapies, including specialty pharmacy, and the partnerships that can be built between the data that you have as a care provider, as a pharmacy, 
is focused on something and especially for example and now you have the ability to tap into partnerships with pharma companies and being able to follow up with that data like that's why this stuff is so important and that's what i talk about the evolution of um, our pharmacy profession today we're talking about the innovation um, acceleration that i'm noticing and guys i've I've been here long enough to know. I've been here since 2004 and it wasn't like this. And we um, we weren't even, we were, I don't know when the buzzword provider status came out, which, you know, lost its, uh, its shine per se uh, from a national perspective because it's taken so long for us to literally get provider status. Right. But we're not waiting around for that. It's not necessary to wait around from that. Sean, I know you've had ideas to go from a community pharmacy operator and you did an incredible job at growing the companies that you grew. You should take credit for where you took hometown pharmacy and then taking some of the concepts that you had of some of the missing pieces to start keeping up with our seniors who are in their homes, who don't have, have access and, and taking delivery to a whole nother level. That's kind of like, part of the clinical trial stuff too that you should be involved in because you have the client base you have the the patient base and how do we spread that throughout the nation for certain pharmacy pharmacy owners out there who want to go the route that you went well i think uh you know the gist of the of the conversation today is technology and pharmacy and i mean pharmacies Pharmacy is now finally catching up to health to uh, technology opportunities. Healthcare is a little bit behind, so there's so many opportunities if across the healthcare spectrum, if they can embrace technology. So there's uh, and, and now is a great a time as any for development. I mean, pharmacy on, on one hand, like retail pharmacy, old school traditional stuff, it has a very short lifespan left if we don't get some breaks there, but. At the same time, there has never been more opportunity in pharmacy, you know, from uh, remote patient monitoring. These are things that like Chris can talk about, remote patient monitoring, um, the ability to manage uh, medication, um, you know, what am I talking about? Medication compliance at home, right? Machines that tell you when you open up the machine and, you know, it tells you, did you take your meds? Did I not take my meds? I mean, if we can just find a way to marry all this technology with the traditional base of healthcare, with caring about your patients. I mean, I think we have a solution there that's less expensive, sort of, you know, less invasive in the context of people get to stay at home, people get to get better at home. I mean, when's the last time you heard somebody say, hey, I'd like to go to a nursing home? Exactly. Never. Never. Never, because it's just, it's restrictive of freedoms. And in, in many cases, it, number one, it's not even available anymore. We don't have enough nursing homes throughout the country to keep up with what's about to happen with the reaching the pinnacle of this entire baby. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, demographic. Sure. You're 100% right. And, and so I think of people like uh, Dr. Scott Chelson. Uh, he is leading Baptist Health, uh, public health innovation. And Brandon um, and uh, Marissa, Dr. Marissa Brooks, um, and and people that are innovating public health from the pharmacist perspective, which doesn't have to have these silos. I've been preaching this for years between long-term care, specialty, community, um, microchain, chain pharmacy. It, there don't have to be these segregations of pharmacy, and you could literally use fire, which is the new. Um, 
API system yeah. is to be able to exchange data from pharmacy management system to pharmacy management system, as well as the wearables. There is a group of pharmacists that I uh, talked with at Kroger Health that actually has an incubator of what everyone is talking about right now. And it's all within a, a grocery store that now has access to what you're buying from your Advantage card. We call it Advantage card at Giant Eagle. Yeah. But kind of like Eagle, tissue or Jello, right? It's, yeah. It's, it's a Advantage but card is every exactly. discount All of your so, purchases. What if, Chris, what if I'm Giant Eagle's, you know, pharmacy V? Are you allowed to say right? Giant Eagle? I like Giant Eagle. I'm ready. I love oh, okay. it. We're allowed. We're allowed. Yeah, but we're allowed to say we're Giant Eagle? To do yeah, because they're Pittsburgh. They're Pittsburgh. All right, Shout out to Giant Eagle. So they're like, not hey, a sponsor. Yeah, I, a want, sponsor. <laughs> I want the data. I want the data from the Advantage card to see if they're buying nutritional stuff, vegetables, fruits, you know, special stuff. And if they are, they're going to get more kickbacks on the Giant Eagle Advantage concept. Right. So now you're encouraging your Giant Eagle shoppers to buy certain things that are nutritional based especially if you're on a specific therapy think about this yeah what if you were on a specialty drug that had um some kind of nutrition depletion right totally and all of a sudden you're like if you buy our fresh spinach on sale today giant eagle package spinach and if you buy a lot of it <laughs> could you, you imagine it? if they could integrate all that technology what if they just shop for you they created the list for you right and so you just walk the stores and buy what's on the list generated by them and now you're integrating specialty pharmacy technology and in drug manufacturing technology into integrative medicine and nutritional based medicine so that you can start taking advantage of the fusion of where we're all going because you have all these factions yeah. of people you have the nutritionalists who hate pharma and then you have you know the uh, i mean there's a balance and guess where the balance ends up it, it, it literally ends up. You lost up me a couple of minutes ago, but keep going, man. You're on a roll. Pharmacist. You're 100% on a roll. Keep going. With the pharmacist. Well, I think that the uh, this is really the, we're, we're actually seeing today artificial intelligence come into play in healthcare. Uh, so another company, I, I, I now have another hat that I wear, a chief strategy officer for a company called Pharmacy Marketplace, which is using artificial intelligence to help pharmacies get better visibility into their purchasing. Yeah. And uh, when you think about the capabilities, like what is AI? I mean, when we think of AI, what, what, do you, what comes to mind? When you hear AI, there's what do you think about? High-tech movies, like state-of-the-art, like yeah. realistic you know, sci-fi, like yeah. sci-fi stuff. And then there's Meantime, you have ChatGPT. You can just say, I don't, give me a term paper on yeah, Todd right. Urey, and it comes up. Yeah, I, I, I think of AI as... The more realistic AI, which is like taking um, a a patient is in a specific therapy, and on day sixteen of all of the data that we found, temperature went up by two yeah. percent. Now AI responds to that and says through the Alexa voice, right? Says, "Hey, good morning, uh, Sean. Um, if you feel um, cold today or you feel hot today, you know, be aware that you can contact your." especially pharmacy right. or whatever. But that kind of data, that's the future of AI. Yeah, it's really interesting. But I think that to your point, this whole intelligent, you know, adding nutrition. I have, my sister's a registered dietitian, Natalie. My and, sister's uh, a dietitian too. Yeah, so we have these conversations about 
you know, making good food choices. And uh, I have another sister, Karina, who's a pharmacist, and she's on this. Uh, she is like the food police when it comes to the the what we're what we're ingesting. So this whole notion, like a few years ago, I hear you hear organic. What's organic, and right. uh, you know, does that actually matter? And then when you hear these stories about Roundup, she's essentially through osmosis educated me on glyphosate and these other chemicals and the the foods that we're putting in our body are having an effect on our health. But the, the example that you gave where the, the, the grocer can use intelligence around your disease to help inform your food. It's like, yeah, now but, is but, time but, for this. But, but listen, here's the, <clears throat> the, you know, the, 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 cross the, the point of the crossroads the nexus there is how do you get the patient yeah. to pay attention to that right we can do it all you but if you don't educate phone. if you don't educate the patient enough to and get yeah. them to understand or to put forth an effort right so the pharmacist plays a role i think in that that's, i agree that's, that's our key a key role in some you know in some they have context. to be the source because you can't have dr google and you can't yeah. have msnbc and you can't have cnn and you can't Cannot see, and I can't say it. And you can't have Fox News dictating right. patient health. Well, pharmacies at the pharmacies at the threshold. Uh, totally. I mean, you, look at PPCN and where we put that. Right. I mean, we, it's literally on the true. map now. That's come along. Yeah. Right. I mean, clinically, the, the, the clinical Melissa. muscle. I love those people. The clinical muscle of you know pharmacists is exerted through PPCN, and you know we're really it just demonstrate momentum. The pharmacist role in all of this, and it's it's a relationship. It's trust. It's, yeah. it's being able to influence behavior. It's merely being able to, you know, when, when Sean and I, when our, when our phone number shows up on the caller ID, people answer the phone. Part of the biggest challenge we face is engagement uh, and buy-in from the patient. But that is the untapped value of the pharmacist that is your pharmacist picking up the phone and calling you someone who you trust and you know, and that knows you more importantly, it's not right. just about, you know, them, they also know you, they know your story. They know, uh, you know, this is, and, and this is really where the call to action is to the pharmacists expect more from yourself, uh, because you have this power, this influence, and, uh, we've got to figure out a way to take advantage of that, to advance our profession and, uh, you, you know, we also have to have this impact factor. Like we have to be able to make an impact. But I think that's what PP, right? That's just kind of the, that's the story story of PPCN, right? For sure. We're, we're going to engage our patients full tilt to make them better. They're going to appreciate what we do. They're going to bond with us. They're going to share our audiences. You, you know, they're going to share our with us. They're going to refer our pharmacies to their friends. There's a, there's a, there's 20% of the people out there that cost 80% of the healthcare dollars and they just need a higher level of care. And I think focusing on that smaller population saves more money than focusing on, you know, us three in this room. Yeah. You don't have to spend a dollar on us. So, yeah. You know, we're not necessarily healthy, but you know, we're, we're in that regard. We're in one, some regards we're healthy by definition. Not, we're healthy. Not as good as could be. I struggle with that, by the way, I've recommitted myself to health and to exercise. Doesn't look so like many it. times. You better look behind you. I'm 170 pounds. <laughs> yep. I'm five foot seven. Did you I, lose weight? I need to be 155. How much you? How much weight you lose? Uh, eight pounds. You better look behind you. What? What's back? There? I found it. It's yeah. in my ass. Finally, I've always had a skinny ass, like yeah. that skinny. Isn't that the shame? You're, you don't got it where you need it, where you want no, it. Nobody ever has it where they need it. A shout out to what everybody goes through. This program age. took a turn for the worse. Yeah, we can't trust you, Sean. 
I know you're not allowed to talk anymore. I didn't say you guys did. I do want to show you something. So let's look at this real quick. So the NCPA is working on more um, push and more lobbying with regards to the committee, uh, House Committee investigation that yeah. is keeping heat on the PBMs. And I just want to shout out Oversight. to the NCPA and Doug Hoy and his team for getting and leveling up because this has taken a long freaking time to get to this level where we're starting to really bring heat down on the PBMs. It's certainly not where it needs to be, in my opinion, but it's still eons a hair of where I started in 2004 and what I knew that had been accomplished. So, yeah, this is huge. This is a big deal. We, uh, you know, I read through some of the requests, the data requests that, that went out from this committee to, uh, to the PBM CMS. And, uh, you know, I just hope that they have the knowledge. We got our, our champion, Buddy Carter, local, local shout yeah, out. South to Carolina. Guy, yeah. Guy Reschenthaler, uh, who's here. I local. want him on our show. I can get him on. He's, he's wait a second, guy. dude. He might be writing checks. He can't cast on there. Yeah. Listen, up. we got, we, uh, I'll get know. guy on. I'm working security for the guy. Show. All right. Yeah. I'm telling you, but this is a change. This is a change uh, that I do agree. This is kind of unprecedented. You know, I think we've been we've been teased in the past that there's actually going to be meaningful change. But the reality is, so I, I outside of the pharmacy gig, I also do employer benefits consulting. So shout out to 13 my jobs for Chris. I'm up to 13 now. <laughs> I got 13. Henderson Brothers. Any more? I'm not going to be able to count. Henderson Brothers. Um. Paragon 360, Asti's Pharmacy, and then what's the other Pharmacy one? Marketplace. Pharmacy Marketplace. Pharmacy Marketplace. I yeah. love Wade. Chick fil A. What's his name? Wide. Wade. 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 Uh, shout shout out to Wade. He works Sundays at Chick fil A. Wade and I used to talk back in the day. Yeah. So, Wade, you know, here's this Wade is the mad scientist. This is a guy that knows more about pharmacy. And this inventory. is the inventory uh, this partner. He's guy. a data yeah. analytics guy. He, uh, he's not a pharmacist, but he and his brother own a pharmacy. He's they a took nerd, over their family pharmacy. And uh, he just knows everything there is to know about inventory and pharmacy management systems. He's right now on, he, uh, he took a short term, uh, short term transition out to Hawaii, the Island of Oahu with, uh, our chief technology officer, Matt Duronco. So if you're looking for a place to go and hang out and talk to some pharmacy nerds, Oahu, Hawaii, uh, maybe <laughs> we can do it. We can maybe do a, a, a on location podcast Absolutely. out there. Uh, we maybe you could do some uh, some fishing, you know, some some hard work. There, uh, oh, listen, if I have to go, I will. I mean, yeah. it's going to be hard. It's I'll tough. do my best. But uh, it's on. It's you know this whole t discussion of technology and innovation, and where you know even our a pharmacy's largest expense is their inventory, and, yeah. uh, and then second is your staff, right? That's right. And so, how why are we not leveraging technology? in these ways. And I think that we're at the cusp, but really are seeing shifts in how, you know, this innovation can bleed into pharmacy. And I think it's going to take it over. I think we're going to see significant advancements. Well, that technology is just buttoned up against enough people willing to try it. The technology is there, right? but it's just getting the buy. I mean, pharmacy is a very stodgy, old school, blue collar profession. Yeah. And in general, it just is. And, and we have to admit that if you want to penetrate it, but you know, the, the guy, if you're, the longer you're in existence, that means the better operator you are because it's very hard to survive in that in that space yeah. nowadays. So if you're in there, kudos to you. And but keep your momentum going and get outside the box. I yeah. think is you know what I, a message to give. Get outside the box, man. That's where and all the action is. By the way, every community is different. Okay, 
So if you're a business owner, you're a pharmacist business owner, what's working in Pittsburgh might not work in Austin, Texas, and might not work in Sebastian, Florida. Right. Shout out to Teresa Toll. She's my dad's pharmacist. I love you, Teresa. Um, she's the she's, best. She's been amazing. She's a rock star. APHA president out. She's the uh, CPSN. She's no, person she's, down there too, uh, right? APHA. Yeah, she's yeah. she's heavily involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I talked to her. Uh, APHA president, What's outgoing her name? president. Teresa Toll. Hi, Teresa. Teresa. Yeah, Toll. She's, <laughs> she's just the best. It's uh, yeah, I Indian one River Pharmacy. Mm-hmm. Wait, Indian River. I think it is. I have no I idea. So. I'm not sure a pharmacy. I have literally no. She's a rock star. Yeah, she is. Her uh, studio, her no, stu- looks at me. Studios. Her f- uh, community pharmacy is so amazing, where she integrates this whole integrative health thing that's that's going on, and the shift to being more attentive to nutrition yeah. and good products. And so, I want to talk products for just a second. What products are you guys using right now that really stand out to you that you're re- that you're selling in in the uh, home environment care world for Sean, but then in your environment? Are you Asties? Are you guys capitalizing on on quality, you know, supplements and stuff like that? I would say that at Asties, we're not really we haven't put a focus on quality supplements. Frankly, it's one of those things where, you know, it's it's we have enough excuses to be distracted and busy with other things. Uh, we've really zeroed in on services. We're growing. Uh, you know, we see a tremendous opportunity in some direct to employer activities. So. Uh, contracting directly with employers. I'm in a unique situation in that I advise employers. So I have a perspective on uh, employer-sponsored plans and self-funded plans and what they're looking for and what they need. So we've done some activities in that regard. But uh, man, we, I definitely know of some pharmacies that are, that are killing it as it relates to, you know, identifying their niche of selling products in home, you know, supplements, Compounding, uh, right? You guys do compounding. We do too. Compounding. compounding's big too in that space. I don't do it because I'm a prima donna and I want to get my hands dirty. But what about like non-hood compounding? Yeah, non-sterile. Yeah, so no, I mean, yeah. Listen, there's opportunities there. I'm just, like I said, I would just you know I kind of stay in my lane for the time being because I have such opportunity just within my wheelhouse. Maybe you farm it out. To I'm reluctant to get too far ahead of my skis, you know, with other stuff. Farm it out because we have some big opportunities. Yeah, it's, it's, this is the, I think this is really what I would, what I would boil this down to is, you know, we're talking about, and I, I think, you know, we, we want to hit on some, some key points that we want to address here. We could just talk all day, just uh, socially and strategize. But uh, one of the biggest issues I think that are facing pharmacy owners, I'd, I'd love to, you know, hear feedback from this is I think that when you look at the successful pharmacy owners, entrepreneurs, uh, a lot of them have found a way to, to step away from the bench, found a way to step away from filling prescriptions because it's actually really, it takes a lot of effort to think strategically. And then once you have a strategy you want to pursue, uh, actually figuring it out, how are we going to do it? If it's a supplement brand, if it's a particular niche, like, you know, taking care of folks at home and uh, it's, it's really challenging what Sean does on a daily basis, taking care of the patients that he serves. It is wrought with challenges. Uh, just coordinating logistics of delivery is a big undertaking. It takes a lot of brain power to figure that out. And shout uh, out to Beeline. Oh, Beeline. Shout out to Beeline. We do. We got, uh, King B, the King B. Louie. Uh, Lou. just coordinating delivery is a, is a challenge and so when you think about how, why aren't pharmacies doing things, I think that's the other thing we have to acknowledge is that 
it it is very taxing to figure out how to build prescriptions appropriately to make sure patients get what they need to do things accurately efficiently you're worrying about paying the bills and then you have to find time to think strategically about you know am i going to launch a new line am i going to get into technology i think that is arguably one of the reasons that we haven't seen this you know penetration of innovation uh, at, across the board i mean it's definitely happening in pockets but you know there's still some basic opportunities that aren't even like technology investment savvy clinic again ppcn clinical oriented programs right like the problem is a lot of pharmacies just can't get to these clinical opportunities yeah. they have they don't have the bandwidth enter another <laughs> job so tell them about it Sean. what are you doing is that, is that a fucking softball i just threw out there or what i think did so. you like how i set that I loved up it. that was a that's on a t baby <laughs> no so chris and i a couple other guys luke shoemaker uh we started a clinical company architect health what that's designed to do is to reach the pharmacist that owns a pharmacy that doesn't have the bandwidth to get to all his clinical opportunities that he has ppcn there's opportunities all over the place uh outcomes opportunities all over the place and these things are just going to get greater and greater a lot of health plans have direct opportunities so you know what what our goal is you know luke's job as the ceo of the company or coo of the company is to go to these pharmacies pharmacists out there and say hey man if you can't get to these we have solutions for you you know, we can help you build out your clinical network. Uh, you know, essentially no risk, time or effort to you. We're going to do it for you. You know, you do a little rev share or so, you know, whatever we can, you know, whatever sort of agreements we can get to That's right. with uh, with these operators and and be that clinical piece because we can, we're given these opportunities. But if we don't perform, the health plans aren't going to keep giving them to us. We have a finite window to show them that we can do it. They're giving them to us. We need to do them. Yep. And we want to infuse opportunities like remote monitoring. I'm telling you, if so, pharmacies don't get on remote monitoring, right. this train is Hold going to pass Hold on a second. Let up. me ask you guys a question. So there's a, there's a bunch of these uh, transparent PBMs who are the smaller PBMs, yeah. Capital RX and True Benefits and APRO RX. Uh, shout out to the Fields family that I've been friends with for years uh, who taught me about PBMs. So let's pretend you take Capital RX, for example. If they started covering a benefit for their um, their families, their covered lives, in the realm of a fee for monitoring, a fee for technology usage, a fee for you know um, um, Spencer Health, you know systems, yeah, a fees that were driven to a closer connection of care, data, and usage, where now their closed network which is, re is reimbursing for technology usage, basically digital therapeutic reimbursement for pharmacy-oriented services. Yep. Is there anything happening right now in that? I think that we're at the cutting edge of that, where, you know, at least on the employer-sponsored plan side, that's what's so intriguing. It's almost like an un untapped opportunity for pharmacies to work directly with employers. Uh, but when I'm on the other side of that wall, I'm talking to these employers and I see how, uh, how eager they are to manage total cost of care. I really, I look at these PBMs, uh, and I see they have to differentiate themselves. And I think that pharmacy community pharmacy in particular is a way for PBMs that are selling to employers to bring value added solutions to them 
to address something like total cost of care. I think adherence packaging is in that. But when you think about remote monitoring and technology, these are your commercial, these are the individuals that are the working class folks. These are folks between the ages of 20 and 50 primarily. And they are really interested in using technology. Um, and so I think that uh, there's absolutely an opportunity. We're, you know, I'm, I'm at Paragon. We're engaging with some employers on doing. There has to be a shift, Chris, in the way everybody thinks, right? Totally. I mean, like you said, the technology exists. Healthcare just hasn't caught up to the technology. Right. Healthcare is, again, stodgy, old school, you know, siloed. But the technology exists. I mean, you know, right. we can help. You know, Chris can go to all these companies that he represents and say this. Here's a total package of healthcare for you that kind of is proactive instead of That's reactive, right? right? We yes. forever were like, hey, you don't treat anybody till they're sick. Now, you know, if you can get ahead of the curve and treat them a little more before they get sick, you can prolong everything and save money, which is the end game. So That's it. Yep. It's exactly. all about the dollars, Todd. And, everybody and follow pharmacy, the dollars. Pharmacy is at the center of it. Yes. Okay. This is what I preach. This is when I'm out there advising and counseling and, uh, you know, and engaging with these plan sponsors, it's, you know, you're, you're concerned about chronic disease, right? The chronic diseases that are driving the cost in this country, diabetes, cholesterol, high cholesterol, hypertension, you know, just put that in the bucket of cardiovascular disease. Yep. You've got asthma, COPD, you've got mental health, depression, anxiety, et cetera. All of those conditions, what are they managed with? They're managed with medications, medications. medications. And I'll tell you what, too. Uh, a lot of those ones that you just mentioned, you can do with the four dollar, the old four dollar drug list. It doesn't require you can treat those disease drugs. states. But the reality is, people are not taking their drugs. Number one, they're not yeah, using yeah, them 100%. appropriately. And the pharmacist, with or without the technology, the pharmacist has a huge impact. But when you infuse things like your adherence packaging, Sean, when you infuse things like technology to monitor the doses and send text messages or push notifications when you miss a dose to just give you that little nudge that what we call a don't digital forget, nudge. Don't forget. It's, it's, we, we can influence and we can influence in a big way that matters to those companies that are, that are spending all of this money on healthcare. Yep. Uh, pharmacy, we have to take advantage of this. It's, it's a, it's a critical inflection point for our entire profession, frankly. Yeah, there's again, there's never been more opportunity. As rough as it is in the traditional role, there's never been more opportunity in the industry as a, as a space. So I want to shift gears because this is kind of like a boomerang. I'm or not shocked. a boomerang. It's it's a little shift, right? Yeah. So let's talk about Kyle McCormick. Okay. Yeah. This guy who's he? Is all right. Hold on a second. <laughs> so this guy is a freaking Lone Ranger, right? He's a rock star. He's he wins something in pharmacy school. I I think he was like a part of his. He competed in something. He develops like ideas around new pharmacy models. I think it was the achieving independence competition. Yeah. He competed and came up with a business model. Yep. And so this guy yeah. says, "All right, that's it. I'm implementing it." He takes. He literally <clears throat> puts his literal career and his whole income yep. on this mm -hmm. concept of. I'm going to become a club pharmacy. I'm going to, I'm going to charge cash and Cost F plus. the whole, you know, PBM model. Yeah. Mark Cuban stole now, his idea. He, well, Mark Cuban doesn't understand. Stole his it, idea. But listen, Mark Cuban, it's not him. Say it it's with Dr. me, Todd. Alex. Mark Cuban. <laughs> no, it's Dr. So, Alex. You're not going to say it. Dr. Or, Alex say had it the you? original idea. I disagree. And, and Dr. Alex is his My CEO. My money's on Kyle. Go ahead. It's his CEO. 
And no, nobody recognized, you know, because he lived in yeah. Pittsburgh and he wouldn't have a publicist like me. If he would have had a publicist like me, I'd have had his have. name out there. Yeah, by right. Then. Sure. So anyway, so now Blueberry Pharmacy's rising. He's he's building other Blueberry Pharmacies throughout the nation. It's going right. to like its own little network. So where does this concept of more control in healthcare dollars spend at a local level, which now yeah. you bring in the PPCNs and the CPSNs to a closer <clears throat> element of patient care because now you have cash payers that get to control everything well i'll tell you where's the smartest the smartest thing that kyle told me out of his model is think about the insurance industry regardless of what you're talking about you don't use your car insurance until you're in a wreck right that's what insurance is for so your your day-to-day prescriptions of staying healthy shouldn't necessarily be covered by insurance that's just your day-to-day expenses you insure the catastrophe yeah other than that you pay for that you put you pay for your car to get fixed you pay for the oil you pay for the brakes yeah if you're in an accident you turn it into insurance medicine is your day-to-day routine so on the generic side i mean you know two three you know you could treat probably 90 percent of the illnesses out there with you know, tw- drugs, $20 and under. And that's what Kyle's saying is don't even insure this part. Just yep. pay for it. That'll lower the cost across the system. Yeah. That's his, his, one of the great examples he gives I lo- is I love that. you have a vehicle, you don't, you don't insure, you don't use your car insurance on your oil change because right. it's a, it's a predictable man. Yeah. Experience. I'm always, I repeat that story um, all the time and I never give him credit, but, but yeah. I will from that one. I did today. Yeah, you did. <laughs> but I, I do think that it's the, the, the only area where I think there's opportunity to, to, to just maybe further innovate and address is the reality that there are some conditions, disease, diabetes, excuse me, being one of them, of where course. we are, there are some innovative brand name drugs and you want to be able to round it out. And I do see, you know, there is value. Patients are paying him cash for prescriptions that they might otherwise be able to use their insurance. And, you know, in a lot of cases, he's actually less expensive than their insurance, but for sure. in some cases, you know, he can't address the entire population that don't actually pay for their meds. You know, you're thinking of the Medicaid, uh, you know, the Medicaid population and others. Uh, and it's a shame because of the value that that we know he brings and what we know other community pharmacists like him bring. Uh, but I'm really, you know, I, I, I see a definite future uh, for that model. I would say, too, that I, one of my goals is to find a way to get that model in a direct contracted uh, scenario with a, where you have hey, an employer with, a, with an employer yeah. that yeah. says, listen, we're going to circumvent this whole system that is kind of rigged against us. You know, I, I do know that there are PBMs that are doing it the right way. Yep. Uh, so I, I kind of sit on the fence as it relates to, I'm not a pharmacy owner that, that is down with PBMs. I'm down with bad PBMs and I'm yep. up with exactly. good PBMs. Sure. Exactly. But that's fair. You know, I don't know. I love what Kyle's doing. I think he's, you know, he's I think just, there's room for it. Yeah. I think there's room for it. And absolutely. I think it's going to put pressure on PBMs. For sure. I mean, they think he's small business now, but then Mark Cuban steps in and kind of starts to. Mm, he's got the attention. And, yeah. uh, and Kyle is, you know, he has a consulting gig, Cost Plus Pharmacy, and they, they are in their Cost Plus Pharmacies popping up all over yeah. the country. Right. And I do see it. And I trust, I'd like to I'd see Mark Cuban my, team up with independent pharmacies. He wants to. And but, ship stuff. But he like, in other words, ship the line. drugs, not to the patient's home, but ship them to the independent Call pharmacy in their neighborhood. Yeah. Come on the show. And then Mark we Cuban. do the counseling. We do the stuff. You know, we get some paid some dollars. There's for the a counseling way to do aspect. It. 
there's a way. I mean, there's there's a huge opportunity. There's twenty gotta, plus thousand independent pharmacies. I gotta cut you guys off now. No, man, yeah, I can't I do. do that. We're out of time. Where's I can't believe two? we're at time, dude. All right, we, you guys. XL, are you told me are this you was guys a, coming back? I thought this was the. Horror. Oh, I'm coming. I back. thought this was Torx XL, which had extra time in it. No, no, we gotta no stick dice? to the plan. We're coming back. Yeah, I want mm. you both back. I will appreciate you. Um, That's what my wife. We're gonna says. be talking. We're going to be talking with Christina Fontana, she means just Dr. Me, not Fontana, me and Chris. here in just a second. We're going to be talking about um, healers and healthcare, and basically, it's a conference coming out of uh, Cincinnati. And Christina has organized this. Uh, PPN is going. We're going to be their media sponsor, and you guys are invited. It's going to be a party of a lifetime called Pharmapalooza. So I'm in. Count me in. Christina. We're going to come back. Listen, we're going to come back for the Pharmacy Shark Tank competition. Do it. Yeah, we're going to do that. Pharmacy yeah. Shark, Shark Tank. Tank. Pharmacy Shark Tank. Coming at you this spring. Hey, on This Week in Pharmacy, now I'd like to introduce a personal friend of mine, a fellow Pittsburgher, a Yinzer. If you don't know what Yinzer is, look it up. Hashtag. <laughs> it's the one and only Dr. Christina Fontana, the founder of Elevate Entrepreneurial Academy. But more importantly, today we're talking about healers in healthcare. I'm on fire about this event, uh, Christina. So say hello to the This Week in Pharmacy listeners. Um, it's so good to have you here. Oh my gosh, thank you. Yes, I'm a Yinzer now. I guess you can say that even though I'm from New York, you'll hear the accent come out. But yeah, I've been here long enough. <laughs> you have been. You have yeah. been, you have been. I'll never forget seeing you in the Post-Gazette on the on the big yellow bridge. Yep. Seeing the word pharmacist and seeing how, um, how much <laughs> there was in you to do something that is different. You didn't come across as as kind of the standard um, standard person that is working day to day. And back then in your life, you were in the chain pharmacy world, but yep. you knew that you wanted to do something more. And I think that was five, six, eight years ago. And now here we are where you're running a brand new conference called the Healers in Healthcare Show and Healers in Healthcare uh, Conference. Would you Would you tell our listeners why you're building this and a little bit more about it so that so that they know um so they know it and they can participate yeah so there is a gap that exists in our healthcare system and i think that a lot of pharmacists are actually healers um, we went into pharmacy to help our patients get better, to help them heal. But a lot of, you know, you, you, what you just said about being in chain pharmacy, literally we're chained to the golden handcuffs. We're not really able to have that time, that presence, the the depth of being able to help our patients actually heal and have that those long-term conversations where we can begin to help them with their behavioral change and coming off medications and looking at lifestyle change. And so my goal is to really help empower the healer in healthcare, pharmacists who are looking to get into specialties like functional medicine or pharmacogenomics or holistic healing or herbalism. All of these little, you know, healing specialties are popping up. And now people are wondering, well, how do I actually take my idea to implementation? And so that's where this conference and this movement really comes from because we weren't taught that in pharmacy school. We weren't taught how to build a brand, how to create podcasts, how to think in entrepreneurial ways. And so I want to come to the forefront of this movement and bring together all of these amazing experts that we're going to you know, talk about in, in a little bit here so that you can come to an experience to learn, to grow, to network, 
to help take your entrepreneurial idea all the way to implementation, to network with a high quality group of people so that you leave this conference knowing that you are supported, that you can call on someone like Delon Canterbury or Jerika Dodd or Todd Yuri or whoever else that you're gonna be connected with. I want you to just think about the infinite possibilities that can exist when you say yes to an opportunity like this, to be immersed in an experience where you are going to learn and, and think beyond outside the box of what's possible, of what we've been taught, of how we have to be and you know what we're allowed to do as pharmacists. I think that there is so much growth and I'm so excited about this because our pharmacy profession is changing and we are at the forefront of this movement to bring more healing to the profession. So that's what this is about. Hey, and this is not your first go around in conference. Uh, conference. Um, you've been doing conferences for a while now. You have some amazing events that are happening at some of the most beautiful places in the country down south. Um, I, I've, I have the FOMO when I watch your conferences, the fear of missing out because I want to be there, especially the places that you pick that are gorgeous. But share a little bit about um, what you've done in the past and building up to uh, the Healers and Healthcare Conference, which in my opinion, I think it's going to become your Super Bowl every year. Yeah, I'm super excited. It's going to be an annual event. So beginning of May every year, that's my intention. And it's going to be, I'm saying the biggest pharmacy party in history because we're having yeah. Pharmapalooza. Pharmapalooza. <laughs> and I, I'm just so excited for that. So yeah, I, I started off actually doing local events where there was like 10 people there and, you know, I had a videographer, I started to get testimonials and that's how you build, right? You don't start, I didn't start here. I started years ago, you know, talking about, you know, weight loss and healing in that aspect. And my first event, I actually just posted about this. It was called Fit, Fabulous and in Control. <laughs> and it was here locally. And I actually started off, you know, doing that. And then I went and did bigger events and had, um, you know, events down in Florida, it, you know, multiple different events. And that was more so about transformation, but I attracted a lot of pharmacists, a lot of healers in healthcare. Um, and then with the the book that came out yeah, you know, last year, our book that you're in and that you wrote the right. forward for, you know, I, the, the word healer, yes, there it is. The, the phrase healer in healthcare came through to me. And so I trademarked it. And I started the Healers and Healthcare show and then an idea dropped in and, and what I heard intuitively was like, this has to be a conference. Yeah. And so it's been different iterations of these little retreats. And now it's like, boom, we're ready for the, the big enchilada here. <laughs> Absolutely. I like that. I love enchiladas. Hey, yep. so let's talk about the venue. We've chosen um, Cincinnati, Ohio. So let's yep. talk about where it is and when it is. Yeah, so it's at the Summit Hotel. So ironically enough, it's literally, it's a summit. We're bringing together all of these pharmacists. And to me, it's just, I think that that word is is so perfect. Like I, I was looking at a lot of different hotels, but this hotel is gorgeous. It's elegant. It's a huge venue. We're having um, it from May 5th to the 7th in Cincinnati. Super excited for that. So yeah, we're we're ready to go. Excellent. You mentioned some of your um, oncoming speakers. Jerika Dodd and I have been friends now for years. We've supported her in her transformation of people that she's helped and coached. Yeah, uh, she is amazing. She's moved from Atlanta, 
um, out of the country. I think Puerto Rico area, and I think she might be back in in Atlanta with her Jack Russell, um, which were fellow Jack Pistachio. Pistachio. <laughs> exactly. So tell me about the other speakers that are that are coming to the event. Give us a sneak peek. First of all, I want to just say that all of them have a servant heart. For me, you know, if, if you know me for a while, I talk a lot about energy. Yep. And I knew that when I brought this con- this conference together and I, you know, curated the structure with the speakers and the speaker panelists and volunteers and everybody that was going to be necessary to bring this to fruition, I just kind of put out there, I said, I want people who are servant leaders and that's exactly what I got. So I'm going to just share the lineup because I'm super excited for all of these people to be involved. You included. So we have Kimber Booth, Jerika Dodd, Thea Blystone, Sujin Jun, Kelly Schaub, Trish Franchetti, uh, Delon Canterbury, Sue Paul, Katie Wood, and of course you. So that is just a taste of what you're going to get. Um, and I love the fact that all of these people have, a, you know, you always hear me talk about, you know, what is their, what are your, what's your brilliance? What are your gifts? They all bring such a unique um, flavor and personality and, you know, really niche in pharmacy. So we have remotion, uh, remote patient monitoring, entrepreneurship, functional medicine, patient advocacy, hormonal balancing, entrepreneurship, ger- geriatric deprescribing, fertility. I mean, there's so many different things that you're going to learn at this conference from all of these experts and Todd's pulling up the landing page right now where you were (laughs) to show all of them. But what I love about this is that, you know, you're not just coming to learn from me, you're learning from all of these other people. So if you're interested in, you know, hormonal balancing, I want you to go talk to Kelly Schaub. If you're interested in something else, like go network and connect and form those relationships. That's the whole point is creating this network of people that are going to support you and be there with you because we all know entrepreneurship can feel really isolating. So this is going to really connect you to a diverse, high quality group of people that are going to love and support you the whole way through. Yeah, I want to make another example. So home care is expanding, right? And we know that uh, there's not enough nursing homes throughout the country to get ready for what's happening through the baby boomer uh, demographic. Dr. Delon Canterbury has taught pharmacists now for years how to de-prescribe and start to integrate um, holistic medicine and follow-up and counseling and building a business around our seniors um, outside of the traditional long-term care pharmacy, um, which um, you know is more about that skilled nursing or more about the assisted living center. How many people are in their homes, Christina, that can't afford to go to um, possibly one of those facilities and or those facilities are not available? There's just not enough beds in America to, to prepare for some of these people. What Delon is doing is more than just status quo. He's actually dedicated to making people feel better so they're more mobile and they live a more freedom-driven life. Uh, And I can't imagine a pharmacist out there that wants to build a consultancy kind of linking up with him and learning that side of it, as well as the other six to 12 different subject matter experts that you're bringing. But that's what healers and healthcare is about. Exactly. And I, I'm getting chills as you're talking about that, because you, first of all, you could be a spokesperson for Delon right now. Like oh, if he's, he's listening awesome. to this, <laughs> he is, he's awesome. I just met him and he's, oh my God, talk about a servant heart. But yeah, exactly. It's, you know, the, the power of what we're going to do with this event 
is so beyond anything that I, that I could do by myself. And so that's what I get excited about is bringing us all together and we can grow and exponentially. And so that is what this movement is about. It's this creation of we're all in this together. How can we transform healthcare and create this domino effect? Absolutely. And that's what's really exciting. Healers in Healthcare, Cincinnati. What's the dates again? May 5th to the 7th. May 5th through the 7th. Awesome. If you have any questions, um, This Week in Pharmacy is going to continuously be promoting this event. Watch for us on uh, LinkedIn, on Twitter, on Instagram. We're going to be tagging the pharmacist coach, which is Christina's um, main uh, handle on Instagram, um, as well as Facebook. And what we'll do is we'll continuously share the link. So if you're interested in attending the event in Cincinnati, please reach out to the PPN, the Pharmacy Podcast Network, reach out to the pharmacist coach, reach out to any of the speakers that are being mentioned. They'll know yep. about it. But come together, be a part of this. We got to heal each other first and prepare each other first for what's coming. Christina, we are in a very interesting part of history in the pharmacy profession. We're in a transformational stage where there's a lot of naysayers out there that you and I both come across way too many times. And we have to ignore the naysayers because we are the ones pulling the pharmacy industry into this next generation care, um, mobile care um, environment where we're using remote patient monitoring, pharmacogenomics, um, technology, um, yep. things that are happening in, in data sharing. And we're positioning the pharmacist to grab the treatment ball from the quarterback, from the physician, and then running with it to the goal line to sustain and make people feel better and make people live better. And that, mm -hmm. I think it all starts with healers and healthcare. So I'm thrilled to be a part of this. Yes. Thank you so much. Yeah. Look, you're the perfect spokesperson for me too. <laughs> Absolutely. I believe in you. I believe in it. I believe in what pharmacists are doing. So uh, I'm going to continue to beat the drum and we'll actually have you back on, on uh, this week in pharmacy before the event, yeah. just to give us a quick update, get everybody charged up. But awesome. I really appreciate you being here today. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Hey, I want to just give a shout out to Sean and Chris for coming down from um, from upper closer to, to Pittsburgh. They're probably about an hour away. I want to give a shout out to pharmacists for this week of everything that you've been working on. Um, also, the NCPA for all the work that you're doing in PBM reform. A shout out to the NACDS, the National Association of Pain Drug Stores. You are part of this fight, PBM reform, and we much we very much appreciate you, and I hope to uh, work with you for your annual conference coming up. Um, stay tuned for next week. This week in pharmacy, we're going to be talking um, about uh, additional um, ways to help to evolve our profession, um, and and I'm excited to bring in some additional remote. We won't have anybody in the studio. If you want to be a part of this show, and sharing uh, the evolution of our profession, um, please reach out to me um, at publisher at pharmacypodcast.com. That's uh, publisher at pharmacypodcast.com. I also want to give a shout out to um, our um, sponsor for today and um, just uh, um, a shout out to, um, you know, Finn and um, the Integra uh, X-Files podcast. If you um, haven't learned and, and heard about that uh, podcast. They do an amazing job. 
talking about pharmacy technology. And um, I, I'm very thankful to um, our listeners as well and, and how, how this is growing and how to actually see it uh, growing. And, and also our new hosts that are, are part of our team. And if you have a podcast and you're thinking, you know, you want to get into continuing education, if you want to develop um, a payable series where it might be something that you want to be um, pr- a premium station, we have relationships with organizations like ConveyMed. Uh, if you take a look at conveymed.io, um, our series on there that's dedicated to the to preparing our P4s for the NAPLEX, naplexpodcast.com is on there. But um, this has been a wonderful uh, This Week in Pharmacy Um, We are going to be at the APHA 2023 in Phoenix, Arizona in uh, March, end of March, March 24th through 27th. I can't wait to see everybody there. Um, We cannot wait for pizzas not working. Uh, Dr. uh, Candice Alusala will be there with us and Dr. Blood Tanoe. Um, So excited about this opportunity. This has been amazing uh, this week in pharmacy. And like I said, a shout out to all of you that have um, given us feedback and uh, we appreciate you a shout out to my crew uh, brady tyler and rachel for uh, putting this together could not do it without you and we are out see you later